We need more faith. Sister Lucretia, I'm glad to see you. How you doing? You all right? Praise the Lord. I'll be praying for you. Glad to see you. school and not be in school. 
You either there or you ain't. I can't, they ain't gonna give you a passing grade for not showing up. Right? So let's expose ourselves to God's plan. And watch, 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 watch what God do in us. Praise the Lord. This ain't, this ain't no competition about who God using the most. Mm -hmm. This ain't no competition about who know more word than the other. Mm -hmm. That's what people of the world do. We trying to help people stay, get saved, stay saved, and continue on that they may grow in this thing and then God begin to use them and then they can help others and it just keep reproducing itself. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Okay. A phrase you ready with? Yes. Acts 10 and 1. Read down to the sixth verse. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian man, mm -hmm. devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he had looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Praise the Lord. We skip down to the 34th verse, down to the 34th and 35th verse. Yes, sir. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respect of persons. That simply means God is, don't have favoritism. Mm -hmm. That's what respect of the person means. For those who don't know what that means, God ain't. Ain't, don't does not show favoritism. Amen. Where they made where the old test where the Jews thought that they at one time God did favor the Jews, He eliminated that. Amen. In our time, God ain't showing no favoritism. Read. Thirty-five. But in every nation, he that fears Him and worketh righteousness is accepted with Him. What's accepted with Him? Read that again. But in every nation, he but that feareth him. You fear him? And worketh righteousness. Are you working righteousness? Is accepted. Is accepted in him. Now that don't mean you saved. That means if you have these qualifications, it's going to lead you to where you need to be in God so that you can receive everything that you need from God. That's now read on. Keep reading. Wait, wait, wait. That's the. Uh, skip down to the 44. 44, 45, and 46 verse. Yes. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Yes. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water? That okay, these stop right there. Okay. Now, the root of the, of the root of the outspringing of the Holy Ghost goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. You may say, well, I ain't nobody talking about the Holy Ghost. When God provided a way for humans to live after they have sinned. All right. God had devised a plan after Adam had sinned. 
the seed can even be seen in the nothingness before time when Calvary's work was penned. Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Get Revelation 13 and 8. Before the foundation of the world, he was slain. He was the lamb slain. Read. Revelation 13 and 8. Mm -hmm. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of the of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Okay, so this validates from the foundation of the world. He has been established, even though we may not have known him, the, the early people... That, that of creation didn't know it, it was in God's plan. In God. Okay? Amen. Now just as God's spoken word brought about the wonders of creation, remember God said, let there be light, and there was light, he now works with human beings to bring about the transformation as they experience the new birth. Amen. He works with human beings. Amen. He's not going to talk to you and talk to you, it's going to be a God inspired me to go through it. God inspired me to do it. And you just gonna get the Holy Ghost and you just go, God inspired me to live right. God inspired me to preach. That ain't his prayer anymore. Amen. He worked with human beings. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist came to announce the drawing of a new day when the Holy Ghost and fire baptism would be available to all. Get Luke 316. Uh-huh. Luke 3.16. John answered, saying unto them all, mm -hmm. I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoe I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, because you ain't got the Holy Ghost don't mean God don't want you. Amen. Don't listen to that devil. Amen. Say that. The devil will tell you what he thinks is going to discourage you in your mind. Mm -hmm. And because you're thinking that, don't say that we, we said that. Right. What you're thinking is came from the devil. That's from what, what you heard from me came from my mouth. Mm -hmm. You got a question? Or you think that I said something to you that, that hurt your feelings? Come talk to me. Because sometimes the devil be talking to our mind and we be saying, ah, oh, this, right. that, that. be <laughs> the on. devil tearing your mind up. You got to grit up the Lord in your mind. Be strong. Amen. Stop letting the devil use you like that. Amen. I, 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 that's like I go home and my wife come home late. The devil say, oh, she out cheating on you. Mm -hmm. And I be like, oh, treating her all nasty, thinking she's cheating on me. Right. And she maybe was working late. But the devil that got my man all messed up saying she cheating on me. Come on. That's how you do. The devil gonna work in the background of your mind. And he gonna he gonna uh, establish that he's in control until you let him know that you ain't you you a liar. That's right. Amen. I ain't accepting that. Come on. So if, if the devil gonna tell me my wife is doing something or talking about me. I know. I say I ain't accepting that devil. You a liar. Amen. Why would I embrace everything that comes to my mind? 
Your mind will deceive you. Your eyes will deceive you. This battle lets us know that we need God to survive in this, this battle. God is teaching us through his word that if we don't grab hold of his word and get it the way God intended, our eyes will deceive us. What we think will deceive us. Amen. What we hear will deceive us. How we feel will deceive us. All our, all our senses will deceive us. Here, we don't walk by here, see, touch, smell, and taste. We walk by faith. Praise the Lord. You either got faith or you don't. Praise the Lord. If you got it, keep it. Grab it. Get more of it. It's like it's something there to obtain. You know, people get jobs to obtain very things, things that they consider dear to their heart. Some people say, well, I want to get me a gold necklace. So they get a job and they'll work, 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 save up money just to put that in. Then they feel all right. Get faith in God. Get, get some more of that. Say, all right. That I can believe God's word and stop listening to the devil. He's the one that's trying to divide up. He's the, he's the, the one trying to break up the fellowship. Yes, sir. Break up the love. They don't like me. She don't like me. They talking about me. That's a devil talking about you. Plain and simple. Now, now God, God had a plan to uh, uh, to revive not just His people but all human race. Mm -hmm. It is a result of this divine action and humans' response. Remember, God has incorporated mankind to 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 perpetuate or push the gospel plan for salvation. Amen. God did not put it in the hands of an angel or a vision alone. Mm -hmm. Vision is there to help push us toward something. Right. But it's not going to give us what we need. Look, listen to this. So, we can be certain that God will, his will for all to come to repentance. It is his will. Right? Mm -hmm. This is God's will. Oh, but all oh, ain't coming. Okay, you come. <laughs> you shouldn't say, I'm going to get saved if they come, if all of my family members come, if my sister come, if my husband come, my wife. It's, it's not a, it's an individual thing. Save yourself. Save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, it, you know, we sit back in comfort zone now. But when 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 we standing before the judgment seat and we see hell over there and all the people going there, you ain't gonna be cleaving to that other husband or wife or sister or brother mother. You be like, what, what word can I throw out that's gonna that that's gonna that make the Lord favor me? It better be Jesus. <laughs> but if you throw it. Well, you know, uh, my, my wife, my, my sister, my brother, my husband, my, my daughter, my co-worker, my brother, my auntie, uncle, uncle. They, they looked at me cross-eyed. Oh, You're going to be right there with them. Praise the Lord. Fear of God is beginning to wisdom. I ain't trying to make you scared. I'm trying to make you wise. Praise the Lord. So, uh, here we get. Okay. Okay. Um, Get Second Peter three and nine. Read that. Remember, it's God's will that all people be saved. 
Peter 3 and 9. Yes, sir. 2 Peter 3 and 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Uh-huh. And some men count slackness, but it's long-suffering toward us, to us for not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, he, that means he put up with you for a long time. He put up with the stuff that you are rebellious or how stiff-necked or whatever we do, he put up with it. Yeah. Amen. Just to get us safe. When we sit back after we come into the full knowledge of the truth and come into the honor, we say, uh, we, we almost have to tear up because we think of all the stuff, how we put brakes on God, hinder God, and kept kicking. It's like God trying to do something, we just kicking him, oh, saying we saved. Yes, how in the world can I be saved and I'm kicking against God's plan? It happens, though. Trying to cleave to this world with God going to destroy Praise the Lord. It ain't going to work. Amen. So, we see that. It's God's will. Mm -hmm. That innocent people all come to repentance. Now, uh, when he commissioned messengers to preach the good news of the gospel, mm -hmm. and those who hear the word respond with total abandon, mm -hmm. meaning they abandon their old ways, then the Pentecostal fire began to burn in our Lord, and we could see ourselves walking towards the Lord. Praise Him. Right? And this fire starts off as a spark, mm -hmm. but it eventually ignites. No person going, even if you were perfectly trying to say, let me do this, I'm going to set a spark. And what's the purpose of the spark if you ain't trying to create a fire? You're right. <laughs> you just want to make a flash? Come on, man. Yes, sir. Hey, you're trying to start something here. Amen. Yeah. And what about, and I love how the Holy Ghost says it, it's like fire. Because fire is something that is consuming. Yeah. Yeah. It'll grab this and it'll grab it. It'll just ignite everything around us. That's how the Holy Ghost says it. It'll get you, it'll get you, it'll get you, it'll get you, get you. It'll just go there and just set everybody Jesus. apart. Yes, some of us need to be renewed in, with, with, by speaking to Some of us ain't never spoken to them since we, uh, Got the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need to be revived sometimes. Let, 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 let the Lord use you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Stop, Amen. Put, stop backing up on God and say, God, why are you ain't using me? Yeah. Oh. I don't know where I'm going this way, but I need to. Praise the Lord. Okay, now, God, let's go a little bit further. Now, to understand what God was doing, you must know that God was at work long before Peter and his companions witnessed the conversion of, of Cornelius and his household. In much of the same way that Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Noah found favor in the eyes of God. What have you done to find favor in the Jesus, eyes of God? Jesus. I'm not saying that to put anybody down. I'm saying, if God found favor in Noah, he can find favor in you just as well as he can find favor in Noah. Amen. Cornelius' behavior was a memorial before God. A memorial. What lifestyle, what have you did that, that God viewed as a memorial? While Noah was given the plan to build an ark and preserve the uh, uh, 
representative of all land and air creatures, Cornelius was given a plan to become the first Gentile to receive the Holy Ghost. No one is in for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't say, well, because you ain't spoken to you. God don't want me to have it. That's a liar. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look, our story brings us to a centurion named Cornelius. Mm -hmm. Centurion, uh, Cornelius served as a captain in the Italian regiment uh, stationed in the royal city of Sicily. Now, this is talked about in Acts 10, 1 and 2. Mm. I think we talked about that during the read. Here on the great what had built an artificial harbor there to provide safety for Mediterranean storms. Named after Caesar Augustus, Caesar, Caesarea served as a political and commercial uh, capital of the Palestine region. Now, this ain't in the Bible, but if you do some research, you, it, it, you'll find out all this. Befitting a royal city, Caesarea had a hippodrome that seated 20,000 people. Roman legions and navy were stationed there. In short, the city was a major crossword, crossroads of the region. A wonderful place for people to receive the Holy Ghost or a Pentecostal experience. Mm -hmm. No doubt, because God, that's what happened. Now, this Italian captain had much wider interests. Look, look. This Italian captain, he had a much wider interest. In interest. He was interested in something. Mm -hmm. Than military strategy and keeping the peace in a difficult region. He had something else on his mind besides just doing military work. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't care what you do as an occupation. You got to have something else in your mind besides just doing that work. Amen. That work can be your life. Amen. If that's your work, you're going to be sad every time you're in that work. God, I, seen, I, I just talked about this. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Cornelius, he had something else on his mind. Amen. He spent much of his time in prayer. Wait a minute. He wasn't a Jew. He was a Gentile. Yeah. Knowing that he's not capable of being with the godly people, he still yeah. spent much of his time in prayer. Yeah. Fasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he fasted too. And giving alms, which is good gifts or good helping people by you know, giving them stuff, helping them, doing them. Yeah. To the needy. Now, for the Jew, he would be classified as a God-fearer. Mm -hmm. This title was used for those who had adopted a moral lifestyle of the Jew. But he stopped short of becoming a conversion, a, a, a convert to Judaism. Mm -hmm. As a God-fearer, Cornelius would have studied scriptures of the Jewish synagogues. Some, 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 uh, some God fears would know to have built 
synagogue for the Jews and provided aid in other ways. Acts 10 clearly tells us that Cornelius lived his life in anticipation of doing the will of God. But he ain't saved. He was always put down by the Jews. Said, God has no dealing with your kind. Mm -hmm. So you serving God for naught or for nothing. But he's, that didn't stop him though, did it? Maybe he just had faith to believe that. Maybe by some coincidence, God may have faith. My God may have mercy on me right. and accept me. Man. So he kept doing good. Mm -hmm. That had to be it. What's your spin on it? What do you think he was thinking of? Why he kept doing good? How can you keep going on? If everybody kept telling you, you ain't going to make it. You wasting your time. You ain't going to be saved. That's what we say to people that's married two or three times. You ain't going to be there. God don't want you no more. Who are you to tell what God don't want? Amen. Someone of them in the second or third marriage, and we're going to tell them, you ain't saved. God, God, I don't know, man. You need to go back to your first wife, or else you ain't going to make it. Well, who told you this? Judge and jury. Now you're taking the place of God. You don't know what God would do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We are here to help people and have mercy. Not to throw down the, the, the rod of, of judgment on them. Judgment ain't, ain't, ain't jumped in the seat yet. Judgment's just standing there saying, raising his hand saying, I'm ready, coach. I'm ready, coach. Choose me. Choose me. Let me jump in. And, 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 and it's like the coach, which is God, is walking by looking at you. I ain't ready for you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One day he gonna go up to he gonna walk up to 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 to, to judgment. Give him a high five. Say, go ahead, you in. Oh, but not now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we see that Acts ten clearly tells us that Cornelius lived. A life in anticipation of doing the will of God. Many of the Jews would have viewed this God fear as a protector and friend of the Jews. Mm -hmm. Cornelius was not satisfied to keep his lifestyle to himself. Mm -hmm. He feared God with all his house, the scripture said. As a man of influence, he would have he would have household servants as well as subordinate soldiers. He was deeply committed to influencing all the lives around him. That's sound like somebody that, that that's that's saying we our life should be should be a pattern of influence to someone around us. Right. If we can't say nothing nice, we need to shut our mouth. Stop spewing out nice things, and then when we think you don't say something bad, we spew out bitter stuff oh, and poisoning people's minds. We don't. We shouldn't be doing that. Sanctify folks, especially. Amen. Ain't no poison came out of Jesus' mouth. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to do something that's going to edify, encourage people. Amen. Praise the Lord. We don't have to tell them where they're going to go. Then. They pretty much know by now where they're going to end up if they don't change. 
And based on how we sit up there and throw the rod down of judgment, they ain't going to get saved. Unfortunately, spending time in prayer and fasting and giving to the poor of that, that region and listening to Jewish teachers was not enough to overcome deeply rooted racial prejudice of the Jewish Christian. Cornelius would not have an opportunity to hear the wonders of Bethlehem. He couldn't go there where, where they heard the wonders of Bethlehem. Gethsemane or Gotham, uh, where Jesus was crucified. But, or hear the stories of the empty tomb. But, or Pentecost in the upper room because of his birth to a Gentile woman. This is my advice I tell the people who have children out of wedlock. Treat them nice. They didn't ask to be born. Whether they were a product of sin or not, they still didn't ask to be born. They still have a soul, and their soul needs to be presented to the Lord. The teaching of God needs to be instructed in them. They too have a soul that needs to be redeemed. So because they were conceived in sin don't mean that they have to stay in sin. Amen. So if you are one that's persecuting someone because they done had a child and they ain't married or they done had a child from some affair that they had, praise the Lord, the child is innocent. Just treat him as such. Praise the Lord. How do most people of the world view God's love? How do you think most people of the world view God's love? Think about that question for a minute. Most people of the world. Mm -hmm. What did they tell you about God? He loves everybody. He loves everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the universal saying, right? It's, it's and what else? Anything else I missed? He wants you to be happy? I heard that. Anything else? He wants you to enjoy life and the pleasures of this life? It don't matter what you do, God still loves you? All this coming from people who have not studied Nothing about God. And you may have some people that used to be brought up in the church. There's one thing to be brought up in the church, but the church never got into them. Amen. You understand? Yeah. You could be in the church, but the church, the reason for you being here is so that one day it gets on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. And it will. If you expose yourself, if you come to church and stop and really pay attention and stop looking at your phone or looking at all the other stuff and just really focus as if you're going to get tested on it. You know how to teach me. Yes, you will. A lot of times we go to, we go to, go to, go, go, go to class and the teacher says, pop quiz. All that is is to see who's been paying attention to what I've been teaching you. God pop quizzes all the time. We just don't realize. Yeah, yes it is. 
God already know you what you're going to pass. And he already know what you're going to flunk. Sometimes we think we go, I don't need to study. I had people in my class going through various classes where I was in college and in, in high school or whatever. I don't need to study. I can pass without even studying. Trying to say how superior your mental intelligence is. You so you so highly intelligent that you don't need to study and you can still pass with flying colors. Mm-hmm. That don't work with God. Amen. You're fine. You're exposed. Amen. He already know the outcome, but he wants you to wake up and realize that uh, you've been deceiving yourself. Amen. Probably by the devil. Mm-hmm. Most people. So you got it. You, 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 this misconception or this lie percolated by the devil is to make people relax and don't even try God's plan. God accepts us all. God loves us all. We all are sinners. We all are God's children. No, you are God's creation. Those that serve God are his children. The Bible tells us clearly, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. He's talking about the second death. Ain't the first. Praise the Lord. Okay, look, look, look. Let me back up a little bit. Okay. Now, now many people hope that God's love will ultimately allow universal salvation to sinners and saints alike. I'm going to sit there and occupy heaven with a gunslinger, gangbanger, and drug hat. You just as soon shoot me than to shake my hand, but you want us to be arm in arm in heaven serving the Lord. Jesus, right. Jesus, Jesus. These type of people who think the sinners and saints alike are going to be there, they, are wrong, they wrongly believe that a loving God could never allow individuals to perish in eternal damnation. Or how? Boy, boy, ain't they wrong. Our people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. We need to get to know God. Praise the Lord. They miss it. It's sad that they miss out on the beauty of God's love and mercy towards undeserving human beings. Because God so loved Cornelius and by extension, extension, extension to all Gentiles, he put together an ingredient in place or a plan and God's love made a way for this man to be reconciled with his creator. This man was able to. Well, everybody was probably still putting him down. Mm-hmm. God accepted. Amen. God's love requires repentance, reconciliation, and renewal, rather than rejection of human responsibility towards God and neighbor. What be- began as a divine encounter would continue with both heavenly and human messengers. Heavenly messenger was the dream. Mm-hmm. Human messengers was what he had to go 
God told him to send me in the job. The angel that he gave him the vision didn't tell him what to do. Angels are not allowed to tell you the salvation plan. That's for humans. No angel will ever come down here and tell you God planned that you need to be saved except Jesus Christ your Lord personal Savior. He said, he told, the angel came and told him, go send me in the job and meet this particular person. He's going to tell you what you need to do. God did not eliminate the man because a, a divine angel was there. Amen. The angel was in a better state of uh, 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 in the hierarchy of God at that time. Mm -hmm. But God did not incorporate angels to bring the gospel. That's right. He put human being. Human being is somebody that inhale, exhale. They have a living soul in them. They have blood. They have a voice. They have two eyes. They look and act just like me and you. Not, they're not. A dog didn't come there and speak about salvation. A horse didn't come there talking. Mister Ed wasn't there. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. A human being. Amen. This is God's plan. Now, what he may be back in the Old Testament, he ain't doing it now. Praise the Lord. So, y'all follow me? Yes, sir. God's love made a way for him. Now, okay. <clears throat> Let's examine the events surrounding Cornelius. Mm -hmm. Cornelius had a vision. For those who don't know the story, most of us do. Cornelius had a vision. Oh, my God. God gave me a vision? That's everybody's dream. Right. We all want a vision from the Lord. Amen. But the vision is there to instruct you to do something. Mm -hmm. the, vision ain't, the, the vision is not so you go up there, oh God, I'm so holy, God gave me a vision. It's not to prove how holy you are. Mm -hmm. It's to instruct you. Amen. Ah, okay. Please had a vision. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see vision. And also upon thy servant and upon thy handmaiden in those days will I pour out my spirit. This is Joel 2, 28-29. Now, the flames that began with the 120 upper room occupants was ready to spread to all flesh yes, sir. as a push to giving Cornelius the Holy Ghost, God first gave him a vision. All right. God was trying to push him to get the Holy Ghost, so he gave him a vision first. This is Cornelius I'm talking about. I ain't talking about Peter. The time was right to continue the moving of the Spirit to the uttermost part of the earth that had begun in Jerusalem and passed through Samaria on its way to those outside that claimed to be Abraham's lineage. Surprisingly, God chose to give this unsaved Gentile a vision before he gave one to an apostle. Well, truly, God won't use the apostle first. No, he gave the Cornelius first. In the scriptures vision, 
are always given with purpose. Yes, sir. Not to boost your ego and say how holy you are. Scriptures are given with purpose. The transfiguration in Matthew 17 provided Jesus and the disciples, prepared Jesus and the disciples for Jesus' week of suffering and death. The vision given to Ananias in Acts 9 was to take the message to Saul of Tasha, an event that would result in the conversion of the greatest New Testament missionary and epistle writer. Paul received the Macedonian call in Acts 16, mm -hmm. and God told him to not be afraid as he reached out to the people of Corinth. Amen. The vision that and, and was all this for God to push them towards something. Amen. It wasn't so they could say, oh, God gave me another vision. I'm holier than you. Biblical visions differ from opening horse, uh, from from visions of human mind and heart. You understand what I just said? Yes, sir. Biblical visions are different from a vision that you may have in the world in the world event, such as uh, Henry Ford, who had a vision of automobile. Mm -hmm. All of the, and, and, and even Thomas Edison, your light bulb. All of these visions are worldly visions, but they pale in comparison to God's vision. They pale. They begin to rust in comparison to God's vision. I'm trying to. Praise the Lord. The insight to believe that South American country could be freed from oppression. Spanish rule. All these are worldly visions. People have vision that this could happen, and then they fought for it to make it happen in this world. Amen. These are visions, the visionary that we consider of the world to help make life better. But that pale in comparison to God's plan. Right. God's plan is deeper and long lasting. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Deeper and long lasting. Amen. Whatever fame and fortune you do right now. However big or how famous you are, whatever statue that monument, whatever street they name after you, it's going to pale when God come back. Another generation and another generation, another generation going to come. And they're going to forget about all that, what you've done. Except somebody make a movie or something. They're trying to remind us of what you've done. Because people too lazy to read a book. Like righteous friends friend always say, read a book. Right. Oh no, not in these times. You better make a video. <laughs> it's more entertaining. Nobody gonna remember you. All that work and hard work and all that sacrifice and all that, what you added to society, it pales in comparison to God's plan. I want you to remember that. Mm -hmm. Let's examine the events around Cornelius again. Cornelius had a vision. So, okay. We're talking about that. Now, um, 
What happened next? Cornelius saw an angel. Cornelius, a Gentile, not one of God's planned persons in the Jewish religious lineage, had a vision. Cornelius was here today and he saw an angel. Cornelius' vision contained an angel. Our response to seeing an angel would probably would be one of awe or wonder at God willing to give us a glimpse of one, right? We'd be like, oh God, this is not wow. <laughs> now we're really talking our horn. Oh, I don't know about y'all, but God saw gave me a vision of an angel. I actually saw one. How many of us in here saw an angel? A clip. Debbie, we so but but Cornelius' response was one of fear. He did not know what the result of this encounter would be. He had gone to prayer and gathering to study the Hebrew scriptures many times, but he was always reminded that he was a Gentile. Meaning you ain't worthy. What are you sitting here on the God playing for? He don't want you. What can we get from Cornelius? He refused to accept that. That's right. Look at his tenacity. He gonna go there with the Jews to hear the word and, 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 as if I'm part of y'all. Amen. They constantly reminding you, you, you a sinner. You're a sinner. And that's how we sometimes we chase sinners away before they can get in. They come in bringing baggage with them, and we happen to see some of the baggage or. Smell some of the baggage and say, Oh, you a sinner. Let them come. He got a problem. Let them come. I came with a problem. You came with a problem. Don't forget where you came from. Now, he was being blessed with the miraculous vision of a vision. We read the story with very little excitement and tension because we already know what happened at the end of the chapter, but what if we place ourselves in this man's position for a moment? He did not know if this was a token of God's wrath or good pleasure. He know they, his people all around him reminding him, you ain't worthy. No, so he's getting something and he's thinking it's from God. He's thinking, should I be scared? Is that because I'm in asking more about and doing things that only his people do. Is God trying to get my attention to let me know he's going to strike me down or something? Jesus, Jesus. Hmm. Would he live? Would I live to tell others in his household about the spirit? He was blind and wondering, God's going to get me. Mm-hmm. What should he do when his prayers were answered in a strange fashion? What should I do? Why was I chose him. Mm-hmm. One thing was certain. His life would never be the same. Amen. You ought to stay close enough to Jesus. Stay close to the sanctified people. Refuse to listen to that voice. Just say, I ain't worthy. I'm not accepted. God don't want me. I'm going to stay with close enough to I see a change. God going to show me. Not only am I going to see it, other people going to see it. Cornelius responded to the angel 
show his position before God. He asked one simple question. What is it? He was ready to hear the message. He wanted to hear the truth regardless of the circumstance. He said, what is it? The angel commissioned was the angel was commissioned to give him two basic messages. Mm-hmm. Not, not repent, be baptized. And the angel did not say that. Nope. This, this is what the angel said. Look, y'all need to hear me. Hear me good. Oh, oh, you over the radio land, over the airway. You need to hear this. He didn't say go repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That no. The angel was commissioned to give him two basic messages. First. This man had built a memorial of prayer. Amen. Where's your memorial of prayer? And care for the poor. Where's your memorial to care for the poor? Amen. This centurion had not built any type of statue to honor some superior in the army or government that he served in. Nor had he constructed a victory arch to commemorate a valiant battle. No, his monument was heaped in heavenly places. Secondly, he would have to get the rest of the message from a Jew named Peter. who was standing job. The angel was not authorized to give him the words of life, uh-huh. of salvation life. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. The angel wasn't authorized to do that. Uh-huh. If the angel would have did that, he would have been totally in disobedience to God. Amen. And what did the angels go do? They, they're not going to dis... They ain't gonna, if God tells them to do this and this and only that, that's what they're going to do. No more, no less. Though Cornelius remembered the encounter that he had with the angel for the rest of his life, it was not enough. It it was not, though, the angel that he received the uh, apostolic, it was not that uh, uh, through the angel that he received the apostolic message or fires of Pentecost. God uses only men and women to preach and teach and prophesy this message of hope. After he began to do that, Cornelius followed the instruction. Cornelius set, sent forth a man. <clears throat> Why did he do that? Why do you think he did that? He sent forth for the man that the angel told him to do. Because the angel told him to do it. He wanted to see what, 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 what's the purpose. He still didn't know what was the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. The angel just told him to do something. And he, Sometimes God's people, God's preacher, who God sent to tell you, is trying to tell you what to do, and we reject what he said to do. Mm-hmm. If you just if just can show up most of the time, you'll see a change in their life. Mm-hmm. Let alone see God begin to 
motivate you and give you the promises that he promised to those that continue in his word. Praise the Lord. Cornelius sent for a man. Upon receiving the angel's direction, Cornelius quickly dispatched two house servants and, and a devout. Devout means someone that was religious. Soldiers on a 32-mile trip to Joppa. He said not plead. He did not plead for God to give him the direct words he needed. He did not claim that he was all right as he was. He had refrained from the rite of circumcision and baptism as the final step of accepting the faith of the Jews. But now he did what was asked of him. He was afraid from something, but now that, that the angel told him, he said, let me go do this. Yes, sir. He was committed to go beyond fearing God to obeying him. Mm -hmm. Now he, now all he could do was wait to see if this man called Peter would be willing to come to his home filled with Gentiles. All right. Think about it. He said, well, I sent for him. He figured he knew Peter was a, was a Jew. But is he willing to come to be around us Gentiles? All right. Praise the Lord. Very good, eh? Interesting. Amen. Also, God also prepared Peter, though, which Cornelius didn't know. The angel didn't say, don't worry. The angel did not say that. Don't worry. That Peter you're going to look for, we already prepared him. Amen. He just wanted to see if it's going to be a Peter. Mm -hmm. Just do what I say. The Lord gave me a message. Do what I say. Go do it. He could have said, I ain't going to be around now, man, because I know they don't like me. I ain't going to get saved because they don't like me. No, we don't like sin. If you sin it, that's what we don't like. You come in God's house and you sin it, the only thing we don't like is the sin that you got in you. And the only thing we try to do is help you get that sin out of you. Amen. We like you. People say we don't like homosexuals. We love homosexuals. Mm -hmm. We don't like to act. Amen. They can be saved too. That, all that is is another type of sin which can be left lifted out of people if they were many willing to humble themselves yes, in the sight of the Almighty God. The same way we humbled ourselves and he got rid of all that junk in us and something we hold too because we didn't think God, well, I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with this, Lord. And the Lord still said, get rid of it. It still stinks in my nostril. It's sin. Jesus. Look, your self-righteousness is sin. Your desire to do what you want when you want, that's sin. Rebellion is sin. We want to go to heaven and be rebellious at the same time. You ain't going to make it. I couldn't make it. I had to learn to do what my pastor told me to do. Because he watching for my soul. And bottom line, he loved me with a godly love. Not with a natural love. A godly love. My love has to be like a like a, a, a godly love. Yes. Sometimes a parent gotta whip some people. Mm -hmm. 
Praise the Lord. You don't want to. We do it out of love. A parent, you won't know until you become a parent. You realize just time and it's needful from time to time. Amen. You can whip them with the, with the belt or you can whip them with your tongue. Because either way, they need it from time to time. Amen. Praise the Lord. You need to honor that person that willing and brave enough to do that. We got a bunch of people now, they're scared to even whip you with the tongue, let alone the belt. Amen. Oh, I don't want them, they, they might not like me. Might not like me. <laughs> I'm trying to build up, make some, a, a, a fruitful plan here. Now I gotta cut something. Yes. Like a tree, you got to, you got to prune. Mm -hmm. It hurts. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any questions? Okay, I'm gonna get you out here quick time. So Cornelius, he saw the angel. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, um, okay, he also prepared Peter. That's where we at. He prepared Peter. Yes, he did. Wonderful thing that God do. God. See, some people say, well, they might, this is how we probably would handle it. Well, I wouldn't go there. Well, maybe you need to send one person <clears throat> to find Peter and tell him that, that, hey, Mr. Peter, I know you are a Jew, but can God, the Lord told Cornelius to come to you. Were you willing to accept him? No, no, he didn't. Cornelius was not the only man that needed to hear from God for the word to spread according to the divine plan. Human messengers had to be prepared. Amen. Peter had a vision. He was the messenger. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter was the second man in Acts 10 to receive a vision to redeem the time while he waited for his lunch. Peter went to the housetop to pray. How many of us go and pray or in prayer while somebody in there cooking? But I got to wait for the food to be prepared. I might as well go put me some prayer. But that's what he did. Now, Peter was perhaps more disquiet by his vision than Cornelius was. Peter received direction to break that breaks taboo and commandment that he had believed and followed all of his life. What taboo and commandment he had received all of his life. Peter was truly at a crisis point on top, on the rooftop that day. Mm -hmm. Peter had already shared some of this, his conception of what it meant to be ceremonially clean, he was staying with a tanner. Mm -hmm. This was considered an unclean profession by the Jews since it necessitates constant contact with animal carcasses. Mm -hmm. Staying with Simon, the tanner, would be considered an act that also left one unclean under the law and that removed him from the community of worship. God knew that this critical step in pouring out the gospel to the Gentile would not happen 
by gently tugging on Peter's heart. All right. So what he did, perhaps this method was already had already been tried. Maybe God did already try to tug on his heart, but it didn't work. Right? So God had another plan. Mm -hmm. Could it be that? The command to give word had to be heard from a man, not from an angel. It had to be followed after it was heard. A lot of times people got who said not the hearers of the word that's gonna be justified, but the doer. Meaning you hear all, I don't care how much you you gonna people gonna stand before God on judgment day. I went to Bible, I went to Bible, I'm I'm a member of this, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard. God gonna say, What did you do after you heard it? You went home and did absolutely nothing. You went back to doing the same thing you did, like a dog turning back to its vomit. Jesus, Jesus. And when I say it like that, it sounds nasty, don't. No. It is. When you do nothing, you might as well go right back to your vomit and start lapping it up, dog. Amen. God is good. It reminds us how, how, how much we need to really embrace his word. Because yeah. he's doing it just like we're doing that if we go home and do nothing. Praise the Lord. We don't want to do that. It sounds funny, but it's not. It ain't gonna be funny on Judgment Day. But Amen. but it, it, it puts a severity and put things in perspective in our mind to say, man, I need to really be gone home. Take this serious. I can't play around with this. Amen. Reason why you need to take it serious because in your seriousness to do what God say, with the desire that I got to do this and I'm gonna keep trying somebody else. Salvation may be dependent upon you living right. That's right. You may be the catalyst that brings somebody else wrong with you. They bring somebody else because they see your lifestyle, they hear your testimony, and they say, I want to do better too because I saw Brother Josh, or I saw you, or I saw you, or I saw you. That's true. So, therefore, I'm, but if you fail to embrace it, Believe it or not, the people you witness to, those are the ones that's going to watch you. Right. The ones you witness to, not going to come here and watch us. They're going to watch you first. Even when you think they ain't watching, they watch. They're going to fall. They, when they see something wrong, they're going to they tell you, I thought, I thought he or she was saved. We gotta get to a place where it don't we can we can be upset still say happy still say unhappy still say I ain't gonna break the fellowship or the union the bond of peace in the bond of peace whatever keeps us peaceful working together. We, I'm not going to sever that. It ain't going to be on my end. Praise the Lord. So we see. Uh, so he could be in the uh, 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 God prepared Peter. So now okay. Praise the Lord. Alright says all so while Cornelius was at home waiting, 
There'll come a time where we can't do nothing. We need to just wait. But we're going to wait in the house of the Lord. I'm not going to wait somewhere else. Wait at home. Wait on the job. Wait till God see fit to send an angel to tell me something. God got his men and women everywhere. Mm -hmm. Are we listening? Praise Lord. Our test is everywhere. You go out here and go to another church, it's a test there. You might as well say where you at and go do this with flying colors. You should know us. Praise God. Okay, Peter heard God's voice. When God spoke to, to a servant, the words are meant to be clear. In Peter's case, the words, vision, and situation had to be combined to understand the word from the law. The confusing vision of unclean beasts in a sheep was accompanied by the command to slay and eat. After the third time, the sequences was repeated. It was repeated over once, it repeated twice, it repeated a third time. Peter was still in a state of uncertainty. The spirit had to speak to him again, saying that man, that the men at the door were there to talk to him. God did not give Peter the, the reason of the inquiry, though God's words are clear and without understanding. They can only be understood by spiritually sensitive listeners. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we'll be preaching the word of God. Only the spiritually sensitive listeners is the one that understand it. Everybody else, the word of God go like this. Right over their head. Mm -hmm. They just as dumbfounded as they walk in when they leave. Oh, Meaning they got no understanding of what was preached. But those who are spiritually sensitive to God have Begin to follow God enough that you receive some of the promises of God, Holy Ghost and baptized and been washed and washed and washed. They begin to act. They, be, they, they used to that detergent of the word washed by the water by the word of God. They're used to the word washing now. So it don't bother them. But to someone who has not been used to that type of cleaning washing, it just, it just seems like it has no effect. It almost seems like they're just in there and it's why is the word what is the word doing to me? Because I don't see it. Peter had to be in the spirit of prayer, seeing the vision, hear the words, and be spiritually in tune with those he encountered. But also remember, Peter heard God's voice. Peter received visitation from Caesarea. God is always right on time. God is never too late. Mm -hmm. We've, we, this is where we mess up. We said, God should have came yesterday. <laughs> it's too late now. I made it my choice. I'm, I'm going to do what I want. You go right ahead. <laughs> you think that God, come, God is too late? Think about what you're saying. Though. God is too late. They said that when Jesus came. 
She already in the grave. She's been stanking. For three days. He. You too late. Don't trouble yourself. You should let him know it. It's never too late when I come. Amen. I'm always on time. I'm late to you. But to God, all things are possible. I'm never too late. So Peter, housetop vision came just as the messengers from Cornelius were arriving at the door. The combination of the words from God and seeking people com completed the message for Peter. Peter had to receive the messenger from Cornelius. Or the vision would have been in vain. The very act of inviting the Gentiles into the home is evident that God already was breaking down the barriers that threatened to quench the word of God being spread to the Gentiles. So we know that God's word needs to have precedence over our life. We don't have to worry about what other people say. Because whether you know it or not, you're going to have sinners talking about you and you're going to have saved people talking about you. Don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. You do what you know is right. Break down the barriers that people say. Nobody in our house ever gets saved. Jesus. I think I'm the only one in, in my in my with my name in, in my family that was saved. Mm -hmm. But they tell me I had a grandmother in Gainesville that she was sanctified. Right. So could be God had mercy on me. Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. And I believe he did. Jesus. But anyway, don't wait for other people to to doing what God said. You do it. You be encouraged. You live this life. You tear down those traditions that nobody with this last name of this ever comes and be a servant of the Lord. You make that mark. Believe what the word of God says. God has sent you to hear what he said through a flesh and blood, not through an angel. And his salvation plan comes through flesh and blood, not through an angel. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right? So don't expect God to give you a dream of him, an angel preaching to you. <laughs> man, God entrusted that with us. Yes, he did. Holy man. Yes. Not just any man. Holy man. That, Jesus, Jesus. All right? I need to stop there, but I want you to see that God speaks to you. But this is how I speak to you now, through the men of the women of God, who He sent to you. I hope I said something may help you. I have more that I could elaborate on this, but time is not permitted. I'm gonna let you go. You're working like I do.